In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. But why? Those two little words often keep people from believing in Jesus and practicing the Christian faith. On the one hand, it is good to ask questions. It's good to go deep in studying Holy Scripture. On the other hand, there are questions that God does not reveal for us an answer in Holy Scripture. And one of those questions may be drawn from our Lord's parable in Luke chapter 8. Why do three out of the four soils not receive the seed? Why are many people not receptive to hearing Holy Scripture and gladly receiving the message of salvation? What are we supposed to do about that? The answer to why many people are not receptive to the good news of salvation is not revealed to us by our Heavenly Father and Holy Scripture. But why? Aren't you Christians trying to hide something about your God that you don't want the world to know? Aren't you harboring some secrets about salvation that should be uncovered? After all, your God is omniscient and omnipotent, or so you say. He must give you the answer. If he doesn't tell you why, well, maybe your God is lying to you. Did God really say that some hearts won't receive the word that is sowed? Wherever the Lord allows the seed of his word to be sown, the devil walks alongside the sown seed, spreading doubt about its efficacy. One thing is for sure, though, beloved, the seed is not the problem. Isaiah prophesies in the Old Testament reading, My word shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. But why? Why does the seed not prosper as it should? If God sows the seed... And the seed never fails to do what he intends it to do, or so that Isaiah guy says. Then how come? Some are saved, and others are not. Hmm? 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 Come on. What's your answer, Christian? Hmm? Gotcha. It seems as if your God intends to condemn those he does not love and save those he loves. But why? Jesus tells the parable. Our Lord gives his disciples the meaning of the parable. But he doesn't tell them why this is so. The point of the parable, though, is why some and not others which is a question that is as ancient as the Christian church herself. 
The point of the parable, beloved, is showing that what the seed does is what the Lord intends it to do wherever it is sown. How it is received varies from person to person. In fact, you and I, at some point in our walk with the Lord Jesus, will look like one of these soils. God's secret counsel knows why you and I are so hard or so rocky or so thorny or so receptive at times. He also knows why others are this way. And he is determined that it is not important for you to know or to even guess why it is this way. The Lord, you see, wants to turn our but why into, oh, wow. The wow factor happens when Jesus tells us some seed fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. He later tells his disciples, as for that seed in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. The great majority of people are and remain wicked and fruitless. The smallest portion believe and are saved. Again, why this is so is none of our business. Our Lord knows, and he's content to say, just leave that one to me. And I know we're curious people. We really do want to know the answer. And when we don't have the answer pat, we will go and blame God. He's hiding it from us. He's naughty, and he needs to be write about it and come clean about it. (laughs) What we forget, though, is Jesus here is fixing our eyes upon the fact that those who hear the word hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. But how? Another question. That's a question, beloved, that it can be answered by Holy Scripture. The author to the Hebrews writes, For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. It is God's will for you to believe in his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. He opens your heart, your soul, and your mind to his son when his word is implanted in you through the hearing of this word. As you hear the power of the Holy Spirit working through that proclaimed word creates faith. It truly is a miracle. And we take it for granted. As you believe, you remain in Christ, and Christ remains in you. As Christ remains in you, you grow in grace and bear fruit with patience. But how? Bearing fruit in patience? Pastor, do you realize how old I am? I have been waiting to bear fruit 
my whole life. And it seems that when I want to bear fruit, it comes up stinky and rotten. I might get one or two pieces of decent fruit, but it really isn't that good. Where did I go wrong? How can I fix this? You got a magic bullet? No. The problem with you and I is that we live in a society that expects everything now. Bearing fruit with patience means to play the long game. You're not looking at now. You're waiting for a while. Oh, come on, pastor. How long is a while? I've been waiting a long time. (laughs) Only God knows. I don't. I'm not God. Surprise. I've been your pastor now two years. And we are still waiting for this bountiful harvest of souls that would fill our pews. Hey, remember the good old days? Hell, the good old days weren't all that good either. Because when there were full pews here, when we were setting up chairs in the aisles or in the back and the narthex, we could have always set up more now, couldn't we have? One by one, over a period of time, and it may be a long time because the Lord plays the long game, We might see someone who does not believe that Jesus is Lord walk through our doors. And that person will hear the good news, be baptized into Christ, and become one of us here at St. Peter's, a fellow member of the body of Christ in this place. It may very well be that that one is someone who once was here, maybe was baptized here, perhaps even confirmed here, And then after a a while, decided, it's not worth it. Sunday morning, I got better things to do. There's musky fishing. There's Packers football. There's fill in the blank. But a lost sheep comes home. And our Lord Jesus adores lost sheep as much as he adores you and me. But when? When and where he wills. Not when and where I will or you will. Jesus instead, beloved, focuses our eyes on, oh, wow. One of the communion hymns this weekend is Preach You the Word, written by Martin Franzman. His father is buried about 40 minutes east of here in Watertown. Dr. Franzman was a professor at our seminary in St. Louis, Missouri for many years. The man was really gifted with the English language. Not to mention other languages, German, Greek especially. He wrote a lot of hymns. And Preach You the Word is one of them. And it says in one of the stanzas of all his scattered plenteousness, one-fourth waves ripe on hill and flat, 
and bears a harvest hundredfold. Ah, what of that, Lord? One of that. Pastor, you're nuts. It's 25%. Do you realize that 25% success rate in the world is rotten? Especially when you live in a world where it's all or nothing? 25%? Oh, wow. Refocus. Blink. Look again. The farmer would thought to be crazy if a stalk of corn in his field bore 100 ears of corn. It's not crazy for Jesus. Growth in the church happens when and where God wills. You and I are impatient. We won it yesterday, and it was already too late. All we care about, or so it seems, is numbers in the pew and in behind the dollar signs. What we forget about is the growth of God's people who are here, who are being fed, who hear the word that comes from this pulpit every week, who are in Bible classes that happen throughout the week here, who sit at home and read their Bibles. And yeah, maybe there are times when you want to take that thing and throw it across the room because you don't understand it. And the disciples were part of that. And we'll see that, Lord willing, next weekend when Jesus just lays it out flat before their eyes and say, guys, here's what's going to happen. Here's exactly how it's going to happen. And they stood there, numb as a post, and went, what? And it took a blind man, a blind man, to show them who could see who Jesus was and why he is here. Oh, wow. There is a harvest here ripe for the picking. Our problem is we don't want to have eyes to see it. But that's the wow factor that Jesus wants you and I to see. For his word is at work wherever it is planted. He will see to it that that seed that is sown sprouts and grows. He will see his harvest through, whether it's here or anywhere else. He'll see to it. He promises it. And he's never reneged on a promise, not even once, including this one. No more but whys, no more but hows, no more but whens. Blink again and see the bigger picture and play the long game with our Heavenly Father. And before too long, you too will be saying, Oh, wow. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.